Hello, and welcome to Zap the Gender Pay Gap, the podcast series where we expose the elephant in the room. The elephant's name, the gender pay gap. I am coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee, located on the banks of the mighty Mississippi River. Nestled in the southwest corner of the state, Memphis is home to the blues, barbecue, and so much more. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. Thank you so very much for joining me for this episode of Zap the Gender Pay Gap. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. Before I start today's discussion, I want to extend a heartfelt thank you for listening to my podcast. I get so many comments and urgings to keep going. It's because of you that I am encouraged to continue to expose this elephant in the room. I also thank you for sharing it with others who care about and could benefit from the information I share here on ZAP, the gender pay gap. For the past several weeks, I have stressed the fact that women, we are in a fight for pay equity. I am appalled that women earn less than men and stated what I believe are the top three contributing factors. Please plan to carve out time in your schedule to take a listen. If you are a woman in the workplace or care about one who is, you will not want to miss this episode. Why? Because I will share some information with you that could make a night and day difference in your pay come annual review time. But before I get to that, I want to share this with you. Pew Research Center recently completed a study on data from 2022. The title of the report from the study is Why the Gender Pay Gap Endures in the U.S. According to their research, in 2022, American women typically earned 82 cents for every dollar earned by men. That just so happens to be about the same as it was in 2002, when women earned 80 cents to the dollar. The bottom line, the gender pay gap in the U.S. hasn't changed much in two decades. Let that sink in. From 2002 to 2022, a 20-year period, the female-to-male earnings ratio increased from 80 to 82%, which means the gender wage gap went from 20 to 18%. Now, I'll take the 2%, but I'd rather have the entire 20%. Note that this data is for women in the United States. If women typically earned 82 cents for every dollar earned by men in the U.S., can you guess what it is for women in other countries? If you guessed less, you're in the ballpark. If you guessed a lot less, you just knocked the ball out of the park. According to the World Economic Forum, it's a little more than 68%. So why do I believe women earn less than men? I'm very glad you asked. There is no one size fits all. And this is a simple question, but it does have a very complex answer. But if I boiled it down to three things, I'd say the top three reasons why women earn less than men are the following. Women are underestimated, underrated, 
and undercompensated. I'll say that again. Women are often underestimated, regarded as less capable than we actually are. Women are often underrated. Our contributions are not highly valued and often not valued highly, very highly at all. Women are often undercompensated, paid a lower wage or salary than is warranted. Whether underestimated, underrated, or undercompensated, the net result is women in the workplace are often underpaid. Last week, I shared three examples about being underestimated. It's when someone doesn't think you have the juice. You know, um, you don't have the ability to get the job done. Often it's a supervisor, a hiring manager, or someone who is a decision maker in the situation. Today, let's take a look at underrated. This is when your boss or the powers that be rate your contributions lower than you would rate them. In other words, your contributions didn't cut the mustard or measure up. I have worked within a company who had a pay system with five rating options. I would venture to say that most of us work within a pay system that has at least three ratings, which is meets expectations, exceeds expectations, or does not meet expectations. Now, most of us measure ourselves by our intentions. People don't usually wake up in the morning and come to work saying, you know what, I'm really going to mess this thing up today. No, we come to work intending to, to do and be our very best. So in our minds at annual review time, it's not meets expectation. It really should be exceeds expectations. And so imagine our unpleasant surprise when it comes to annual review time, the time when we are notified of a pay raise that we find out our boss rated us lower than we believe our contributions deserve. Can you relate to being underrated? I can. Let me tell you about it. Remember from last week when I told you about the boss who told me that I was not his first choice? He was the one who said he didn't think I could get a project done by the deadline. He's also the one who waited three weeks to congratulate me when I did get the project done by the deadline. I should have known then that I was in for a fight. When he told me I was not his first choice, I should have known that this is going to be a fight. Well, for my first performance review, he rated me, did not meet expectations. Couldn't believe it. I had not been rated anything less than meets expectation my entire career. Most of them were actually exceeds expectations. You see, in that role, not only did I have my normal job, but I was also selected for a very visible project and eventually became the co-chair of the Chairman's Diversity Council. I think he was really upset about that because when he told me I was selected to be on the council, he made up a point of telling me that the first time they told him, he fought it all the way, but he didn't get his way. So guess what? I had to pay for his displeasure. Back to being underrated. Needless to say, when I received my evaluation and not and did not exceed it and not meet expectations, I was floored, but I couldn't let that stand. So I requested a meeting with my boss and my boss's boss. 
In that meeting, we went back and forth discussing the rating. Finally, I said to my boss, but you said I didn't meet expectations. You know what he said? I misspoke. Boy, was I angry. I had fought and won, but I was mad. Now that's my story, but what's yours? More often than not, women are underrated because they can't prove or measure their contribution. They can't quantify it. Now, when it comes to pay, I urge my clients to do a couple of things. And I ask you to consider these as well and to do the same. Become well acquainted with your company's pay and performance process. Often they have an idea at the beginning of the year what raises will be awarded at the end of the year. So some even know who will be rated exceeds expectations. And guess what? You want to be one of them. Now, I encourage my clients to talk with your boss before a performance year begins. Don't wait until annual review time. That way you can be clear about what will be expected of you in the upcoming year. It will allow you to set clear goals and objectives that are quantifiable. You can measure it. They're objective, not subjective. Number two is to track down and document your progress as a year progresses. So write it down and document your progress. Don't rely on your memory to recall all you've done at the end of the year. You won't remember everything you've done. So write it down. Next, talk with your boss during the year, no less than quarterly, but preferably monthly, to make sure you are on track and you have agreement with your boss that your performance is at least meets or exceeds expectations. That way, at annual review time, you can minimize unpleasant surprises and it allows you to make take corrective action as needed along the way. In some ways, it's kind of like knowing where you're going before you get in the car to take a trip. You can pack for the trip and you can also anticipate where you will make stops along the way. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. In this fight for equality, we have come a long way, baby, but we still have a long way to go. As long as women are underestimated, underrated, and undercompensated, women will continue to be underpaid. And the gender pay gap, guess what? It will continue to endure. But I believe that there is a remedy. But I also know that not every woman will take it and apply it. Women, because you work hard for your money, I would love to show you how to take home all of it. Now, if you're ready, please reach out to me at GwendolynJTucker.com. I also encourage you to join me next week as I discuss another top challenge women face in the workplace, and that is undercompensated. Thank you so very much for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday at noon Central Standard Time for the next episode of SAP, The Gender Pay Gap. Until then, please be well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Zap The Gender Pay Gap. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow me wherever you get your favorite podcast. I am your host, Gwendolyn Tucker. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.